really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth, the podcast that offers news, results, predictions, and, as it turns out, some really cool interviews. So my name is David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows as much rugby as I can all over the globe, Uh, and my podcast, The Scrum of the Earth, is a weekly podcast with bonus episodes frequently thrown in, and this, my dear friends, is exactly what you have found here. That's what you're listening to right now. So thank you for tuning in. Please get in touch with me whenever you can and whenever you like. Uh, Hearing from you is my favorite part of this whole thing. So I'm easily accessible. I am at of Scrum, and uh, I'm also the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. Drop me a line about whatever, whenever. So I had planned to make one pod with the interview with Phil from Jack's Rangers and also this other bit, but uh, and this bit is the response to a listener. I'm really psyched about it. But those two elements both proved way too long. Uh, both turned out to be bigger and better than I thought, quite frankly. So this is my attempt to accommodate a listener's request from several weeks ago. So it's actually, I mean, I'm like, oh, it's taking a lot of research. Yeah, for me. I'm sure the research could be described as half-assed. But it, it, it taught me that I knew a lot less about my own domestic league than I had imagined. So I hope that what I've put together here is as helpful for the rest of you as it was for me. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm excited about this. I hope I don't go on too long, and I hope it's informative for fans out there. So an early listener whose initials were AP got in touch to talk about one of the things that I frequently sort of mentioned here, which is the scarcity of rugby coverage in the United States. So I've mentioned it before, but I just have to say again, ESPN, ESPN literally didn't have the MLR final listed as an event this year at all, period. Swear to God, this MLR final that just happened, not on ESPN, period. And they have such huge pull, like their website just has so much power that if if you were to look up, for instance, the, uh, quote, the rugby championship, unquote, the first few hits here in America won't be about the current tournament. There will be links to articles from 2017 and 2018, which I think seem to be the last time ESPN actually had like a correspondent on the sport at all. So... Poses uh, AP, how do we get to know the players on our local clubs? How do we start to get a sense of who these players are, where are they from, uh, where they might be on their journeys, and so on? So who are the players in Major League Rugby? So I don't know if I can fully answer that question, but I did uh, strive to put together some interesting information, some stats, And here I will uh, try to put together a larger overview of the players in the league, as well as focusing on uh, AP's own team in particular, even though it's Rooney, which doesn't make me feel that good. So so to those listeners who are like, oh, dang, 
I just have to ask, and he'll do a deep dive on my team. No, I'm sorry to say that is not a time commitment I can make. I'm afraid you'll just have to try to appreciate the ways in which I've tried to utilize the examples of specific teams here to illustrate overall trends and realities in the MLR. Yeah, as if. I mean, if somebody actually asked me, I'm sure I would do something. So, because, I mean, let's face it, I'm just here to talk about rugby. So, who are the players in Major League Rugby? Uh, general notes, international players come here to kind of wind down their careers. American players hope that MLR will get them picked up by squads outside of the U.S. And uh, the USA, uh, <laughs> this is a general trend I've found, has trouble producing certain positions. So, microcosmic overview, for those of you who don't care about stats, pe- Feel free to fast forward a bit. So for a five-week period during the 2020 MLR season, my own Free Jacks had no American players at prop, hooker, eight, scrum half, or centers. They had nobody, no American players at prop, hooker, number eight, scrum half, or either center. Interesting, right? So during that same period, the position most represented by Americans was winger at 70%, uh, followed by flanker at 60%. So I'd love to get an expert's take on this. Like, is this a, is this an indicator of some kind? Is it fair to say that while it takes incredible skill to play winger at the top level, perhaps it takes you know less subtle skill or less complicated skill than like fly half or... So I'm not asserting that. I'm just, I I can't help but wonder. So these are tiny, tiny numbers in tiny, tiny sample sizes. But the overall gap I'm given to understand is at the fly half position. So, So anecdotally, at least, quote, the USA doesn't produce great tens, unquote. Uh, That's from like 72 sources, so I'm not even going to link. So, of course, in my humble opinion, the best American rugby player right now in the entire world, of course, is AJ McGinty. And uh, he plays 10. And I think he's, I would say he's as valuable at 10 for sale as Faf is at nine. I, I think that, you know, he's incredible. So, okay, maybe it's the exception proves the rule. Uh, but so, and it's, it's true. After kind of exhausting myself trying to crunch numbers, it does seem like they're, they're few and far between. Tens are hard to come by. Uh, so we, we we produce flankers. We, we produce front rowers. We produce some good wingers, but we don't seem to – we don't get tens. We don't get eights. And we don't get fifteens for that matter either. A um, little surprised at that. I wonder uh, – I feel like that's an area that we can change. So, again, going to the bigger picture with the MLR, the things I think rugby fans outside the USC are the big names. So uh, the players who have been stars in Europe or in the Southern Hemisphere who finding themselves maybe a little, you know, a step slow, they decide to spend a year or two seeing what America is like before, you know, hanging up their boots. Some of them appear on the scene and look just as good as they did in their former leagues, uh, see Ma'anu a couple of years ago. Oh my God, he was so good. And of course, uh, DTH Vandemora this this past season. Uh, I, I love the way I just kind of slur 
Merwa, because I don't I don't know if I should say Merva or Merwa. So it's kind of Merwa. Uh, anyway, so some of these players, though, however, might have just come to New York looking for hot dogs. You know, so like Matthew Bastero, for instance. So these players are only a small percentage of the group that makes up the league overall. So I recently learned that for your match day 23, Major League Rugby teams are allowed 10 of those slots for international players. So the details are not abundantly clear, but I think the deal is, so each time, uh, each team can decide how many of their 44 or 45 man roster is made up of international players, but on any given week, the ratio on the field can't be more than 10 to 13. So, and I, I also know they're encouraging teams to really try to foster and uh, grow American players too. So to, to look at USA rugby, the Eagles and uh, how those players feature in the MLR. So I went straight to the, the source, the USA rugby site lists 44 players on the main men's 15s as active Eagles. But Friends, let's face it, uh, there, there's no one at the helm of that website right now. Uh, I mean, they declared bankruptcy a couple of years ago. If there's anyone working that website, I'm sure it's like a volunteer. So a whole bunch of info on the site included references to the Glendale Raptors, a club that threw in the towel even before the COVID disaster. So, so. I had to spend a lot of extra time looking up some of those players too. So what I found anyway, was this. So out of 44 listed Eagles, 16 of them are playing in the MLR, uh, sorry, in MLR. So that's just over one quarter of those 16, four of them are playing for Rooney. Uh, there's a hooker, a flanker, a lock and a prop. I'm sorry. I just like the way that sounds. I'm just going to say a hooker, a flanker, a lock and a prop. So uh, to finish off the numbers I've mentioned, there are 16 Eagles in Major League Rugby. Of course, Cam Dolan plays number eight for San Diego. Hey, there's there's an eight. Uh, Dylan Audsley plays fullback for San Diego. By the way, so many of these guys play for San Diego because, by the way, if you have a chance to move to San Diego, do it. It's a pretty nice place to live. Uh, Gannon Moore plays winger for Utah. Dylan Fawcett, what a player, uh, plays hooker for Rooney. Uh, Hanko Gumshwiz, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, he plays flanker also for Rooney. Jameson Anana Schultz plays for Houston. Capelli uh, Kifaletti, <laughs> I think I've got that right, is a hooker for San Diego. Lucky guy. Uh, Josh Whippy. By the way, you, you kind of want to be named Josh Whippy, but I feel like that would be a good guy to be in, in San Diego. But he plays for Utah. So we have Malon Aljabori. He's a flanker for San Diego. We have Nate Brakeley, the lock for Rooney. Excellent player. Uh, we have Nate Augsburger. He's a winger for San Diego. And Mike Teo, of course, is a winger for San Diego. I've been hearing so many cool things about Mike Teo recently. What a guy. Uh, Nicholas Boyer. Um, Boyer? Boyer? Also plays for the Legion. Uh, Patty Ryan is a prop for Rooney. Paul Mullen is a prop for Houston. And, of course, Sean Davies plays number nine for Utah. That's not a, a number we've seen too many times here. So, ugh, trying to sift through all these numbers. 
I realize the difficulty lies in the very sort of back and forth between leagues and countries. So in other words, Americans are dying to get out of America to play, you know, what they would probably call real rugby, but the rest of the world uses MLR as either a, I don't know, a, a desperate stepping stone or a lovely little sort of quasi retirement gig. I mean, imagine, come on, Matt Gitto. So he, he's off, <laughs> he comes to the MLR. He goes to the private training facility in Hawaii when all the rest of the league is on lockdown, kind of doing Zoom meetings, talking about what they kind of want to do. No, he's in Hawaii with a bunch of guys who are going to go back to L.A. and then live in L.A. and then just roll over the opposition all the way to a title. And, I mean, with him, I think, being top point scorer, top points maybe, one of the top I mean, who wouldn't want that? So, But our guys need to get out of here. They need to get into European or Southern Hemisphere competitions. So Major League Rugby is always going to feel sort of that pull, I think, somewhere in the middle. But now I, I almost feel like I'm talking in circles. But none of that was really what uh, I think AP was getting at. So they really wanted to know, as a Rooney fan, I think, what's up with that team right now. So... In the draft that we just had, I got the impression that Rugby United in New York uh, got some real talent. Uh, of course, the Eastern Conference in MLR is crowded. It's super crowded. My Free Jacks probably were, you know, maybe if in the, they were in a different conference, they might have made the playoffs last year, and then who knows what could have happened. So, uh, Rooney appears to have a good mix of new talent, veteran leadership, uh, and international quality kind of mixed in. Uh, they list some real standouts from USA Rugby. They've got some real serious eagles. They've got Nick Savetta uh, and Dylan Fawcett, who, of course, tied for a third most tries, scored last season. Uh, and both those guys, they stand out on the field immediately. Like, you don't have to be a rugby fan to spot them on the field. Uh, of course, uh, Dylan Fawcett, it's, I guess, worth mentioning. While he is an eagle uh, and he plays for us, uh, he was actually born in Ireland. So uh, if you want to root for a guy just to make sure he doesn't come after you and randomly hunt you down and kill you, I would advise you to pay homage to Diego Maquiera, whose name I'm fearful to hear mispronounce. If you don't know who I mean, uh, go to Rooney's site and just uh, I dare you to look at that dude. He is frightening. So uh, meanwhile, other guys, you've got a, you've got a 31-year-old Australian fly half. His name is Harry Bennett. You have a 23-year-old Argentinian in the back row by the name of Benjamin Bonasso. You know, one of the cool things, uh, so you have uh, you have at least one player from Brazil, from Ireland, from Samoa, from South Africa, from Canada, and from England. Like, it's a, a massive melting pot there. It really is. So from my sort of, my current guess, which of course could be different because of the, the rosters of obviously subject to change, I would estimate about half your rosters from all over the globe while the rest is sort of homegrown. And you even have uh, Nate Brakeley, a player from Marblehead, Massachusetts, one of my favorite towns. Uh, I wonder if uh, I might run into him one day there because I'm going to be there again very soon. So looking at Rooney compared to the league as a whole, uh, these trends seemed pretty universal, so about half and half 
internationals versus domestic players. Uh, leading in favor of Americans, I think, a bit. Uh, lots of good American wingers and flankers out there. In particular, lots of props who might not be born in, in America but came through American schools. But uh, not a lot of homegrown boys running the show at 9 and particularly not 10. It's also tough to find an American fullback. And for some reason, I feel like that's really surprising. Okay, that definitely does it. So uh, as I say every week, what I really, really want is input from you guys. So listeners, please get in touch. I am at of Scrum. You can email me at thescrumoftheearth at gmail.com. Every time I hear from you, it just makes this whole thing better. And I'm going to keep doing it anyway. So thank you so much for listening. Cheers and be well. Bump my finger, cooking cookies, and you have to cook.